1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're doing really well today. I promised last week that I would resume some of my introductory segments because I had a lot to cover last week. So the first segment I always kind of talk about is just generally anything that I'm liking or when I'm reading slash watching and then for some reason, I got into the habit of sharing what I'm drinking, and usually I'm drinking something in the realm of Earl Grey tea or like a matcha latte or something like that. But today is a little bit different. I am drinking sparkling water. We have a SodaStream, which honestly has been the best investment. So it's sparkling water with a squeeze of lime. And then I had a bunch of basil. And for whatever reason, I can't seem to use basil Soon enough, it always tends to go bad. So, I just decided to like chop it up and put it in the drink, and it's pretty good. It's like a nice, summery, light, refreshing drink. Even though the weather here in Vancouver is still cold and doesn't really feel like summer. I'm trying to invite a little bit of summer in through what I'm drinking. Other updates in terms of what I'm reading. Last time I checked in with this, I was reading Six of Crows. However, when our cat Leo passed away a couple weeks ago, I had to kind of pause anything that was violent or dark in any way. I just needed to be consuming comforting, cozy content. And so I kind of shifted gears and I always find comfort in reading sort of romance novels or... Things in that realm so I read conversations with friends I had seen this all over TikTok and just the internet in general and I really liked Sally Rooney's book Normal People and loved this loved the series as well so would I necessarily put that in comfort content category perhaps not because it is a little bit heavy for sure and frustrating in a weird way but I find that her books just really captivate me and I'm so invested and just I guess like drawn in by the books that it helps me to take my mind off of whatever's going on so that was really good and then now I'm reading Beautiful World Where Are You which is I think the third like she has three big books and those are the three so I'm kind of covering all of them and I also watched this series slash am in the process of watching the series for conversations with friends and it just came out and what I will say about that I had a few people recommend it to me I love the vibe of the series if that makes sense like I just love the editing style I love the characters I feel like they're really well cast I love the scenes. I love when they go to Croatia. It's so beautiful and it's just it's yeah, it's really good in that way, but to be honest, the show itself to me like there's not a lot happening and it's just really frustrating even more so than the book. I I just can't take it anymore with these really like strained conversations where no one really says anything. It just honestly frustrates me, but I am enjoying it overall. So that's what I've been watching and then some other comfort stuff just lots of YouTube and vlogs and just things that make me feel good and then of course my partner and I we are watching Killing Eve but like I said I had to put that on pause because I couldn't watch anything dark so we've just been watching different feel-good movies, romance movies, comedies and kind of like children's stuff honestly and um, Weirdly enough, we started watching. He had never seen The Magic School Bus, which I don't know if that's popular. But for me, it was like a huge thing growing up. Jamie, my partner, is from the UK. So I find that a lot of like childhood stuff doesn't overlap for us. So it's kind of fun to introduce each other to that kind of thing. And Yeah. So that was kind of what we were doing during that period. And then I had a change of scenery, which is really nice. I went to Edmonton to watch my little brother play volleyball. His team went to the Nationals and it was just really nice to be there with my brother. He is quite a bit younger than I am but we're really close and then my sister came as well she lives in Montreal so that was really lovely and like I said really nice to take my mind off things and just be in a different environment and then since coming back and being in our apartment again I have felt a lot better and been able to just remember the good things about Leo our cat and just have positive memories and kind of heal through that really messed up experience that we had I'm also really looking forward to starting stranger things I've heard that the fourth season is a little bit dark and so I might wait to start that fourth season until I'm feeling up for it but I loved the first three seasons especially the first one it just gives such a nostalgic feeling I could quite honestly watch it again But anyways, so that will probably be next on the list. And then another segment that I had kind of started was the segment of talk of shame. Essentially just talking about different things week to week if there's anything on my mind that I'm feeling maybe a little bit uncomfortable about or feeling ashamed of and I just find that talking about these things helps to normalize them and also just helps to kind of take some of the stigma and charge off of whatever it is that I'm feeling ashamed of. Something that I've noticed over the last few months but especially right now that I'm working through is the fear of being perceived as annoying. Obviously my job is to create content Or a big part of my job, I should say, create content and to be present online. However, there's this internal voice of being deeply afraid of being perceived as annoying and too much and just all of these different kind of narratives that I have about what it means to be seen and be seen in a certain way. And in the past, I've really tried to filter myself so I'm not perceived that way or limit the amount of posts that I do or whatever it may be. And I guess I've just realized how much that tendency to edit myself or filter myself in such a way really tends to stifle my creativity. And so it's been something that I've been trying to work on where if I have an idea, if I want to express myself, the idea of being on social media is that you have a platform to do that. And it's one of the things that I love about it is I love expressing myself. I love being creative. And so learning to not edit and filter myself in such a way that I won't be perceived as such or people will think I'm cool or whatever it may be, it has been, I guess, a priority for me in the last little while. It also just goes hand in hand with the fear of being judged, which... Although it's something that I have definitely come a long way with, I think it's something that is very natural to fear from others. And so once again, fear of judgment, fear of embarrassment, fear of being perceived as annoying, these are all things that I feel do have the ability to really limit the way that we show up and express ourselves. And eventually it can get to the point where we just feel so distanced from who we really are and who we want to be and what we want to express so I think that that is just an ongoing task for me to continue to expose myself to situations where perhaps I will be perceived as annoying but realizing that I don't need to necessarily alter myself in order to control that potential perception that others may have of me. So introductory segments aside, I want to get into the episode for today. Today is going to be essentially a reflection on the last year of self-employment, some of the lessons that I've learned, mainly from a personal standpoint, not necessarily like business-related lessons, although I will sprinkle some of those in because these are all things that I would have liked to have known if I could basically turn back time and tell myself these pieces of advice and I get a lot of folks who are very interested and curious about my journey in relation to my career and also maybe people who are interested in some facet of what I do of doing that themselves and so I just wanted to kind of demystify everything because when I was first starting off especially with social media I found it to be very just people didn't really talk about their journeys of getting to where they were and break down the steps that they took and You know, we often see the final destination on social media or even in other forms of success, but not all of the steps that it took to get there. So we can either assume that it was easy for that person or they must have something that we don't. But one of the promises that I made to myself when I started down this path was essentially that I would be as open and honest about everything as I As I've gone through it. And this can be kind of awkward sometimes because quite often there's our ego that becomes involved and we want to project this outward image of success all the time and that everything's going well. And That can be challenging for me as well to admit that sometimes there are things that aren't working or that I'm struggling with, even to admit to myself first, but then also to other people. So I really like to check in with myself and just stay true to this intention that I had to be really honest about it so that once again, you're not getting some sort of skewed perception of what my journey has been. This is truly something that I would have killed for when I was first starting off my journey but something that I quite often think to myself is the things that I need or needed at any point in my life but didn't have or couldn't find are the things that I'm going to create and so I kind of think of creating these episodes and these kind of survival guides as catering to a previous version of myself if that makes sense. So this is something that would have really benefited me at a certain point in my life and therefore I can assume that it will benefit somebody else and that's kind of how I go about creating in a way. Not everything that I create is geared in that way but a lot of the stuff is. So basically how this episode is going to be laid out I'm going to provide a timeline. Like I said, I like specifics. So I'm going to provide a timeline of everything rewinding back to graduation, when I started my first job, when I quit that job, et cetera. And then once I got on social media, when I started to see growth, what that growth looked like, I'm also going to share, you know, a little bit of finance stuff, like how much I've made. And when I, share that. I quite honestly don't have the specifics because it would take me a long time to sit down and track everything. So I'm gonna be very general. I'm making guesses, but I I know the general ballpark because I do my own taxes. And I don't care at all. I'm a completely open book. I don't care about sharing salaries, finance, income. And I think that it's actually healthy to be open about it because someone actually in the past telling me that I should be asking for more and being open with me about their salary really helped me a lot because I really didn't feel worthy of asking for more until I started to have conversations with other people. So I just think that that can be an important conversation to have with people within your industry, within your company, if they're willing to have it. So after I provide that breakdown, I'll share some of my lessons learned, things that I would do differently or things that I would tell myself, as well as some of the misconceptions about social media from my standpoint, if that is something that you're considering. And even if you're not considering some of the things that I've done I think these can still be very applicable, these lessons that I've learned and the insights that I'm going to share from my journey to really any path that you're on, whether it's career or otherwise. And I think my approach is, I wouldn't say different from the norm, but it definitely goes against or contradicts a lot of what I was taught growing up about what it means to be successful or you know be in a certain career. And so in addition to, like, if you are actually looking to learn about these things from my experience, that's great. But I also think it's healthy to expose ourselves to different approaches or different attitudes towards certain things. So might be just an interesting listen to hear a different approach. So yeah, with that said, I want to get into the timeline. So we are rewinding to 2017. 2017. When I graduated university, if you care to know what I studied, I studied international management. That took me a second. So I graduated with a bachelor of commerce and I also did co-op. So I had a bit of work experience throughout my program. And when I was in the co-op program, the employer that I worked for at the time during my placements offered me to start working post-grad. So that was pretty nice. I I felt good about that for a period of time. And then closer when I started to, or excuse me, when I started to get closer to graduating, that's when I kind of felt a little bit anxious about already having a job lined up. And I know this sounds maybe a bit weird because it's a really good position to be in, but I felt very stuck because when you're in that co-op program, like I was, you never get a break. You're either doing school or you're in a work placement and they toggle between the two. And when you're in a work placement, you're really not supposed to take vacation. So I never really had that period of time to go traveling. I think I took like a month in between graduating and then starting work. But I just felt kind of uncomfortable about jumping right into a job. That being said, I kind of put those feelings of discomfort aside and I started working at this company. The job at the time was basically management consulting. I can't remember if I already said that, but if I did, I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself. So yeah, management consulting. And to be quite honest, I actually really enjoyed the work. It's basically... It's basically really well catered to my type of personality because you can be working on a variety of different projects and different types of clients with different backgrounds. But, you know, many times on this podcast, I've shared about my kind of mental health crisis, which was all happening during this time. And I really didn't have many tools at the time to navigate what I was experiencing, which was panic, panic attacks, agoraphobia, just generalized anxiety. Um, Yeah, not really a pleasant time. And so all of this kind of came to a crux and I decided that I needed some time. I just, I wanted to go back to doing maybe something a little bit less intense and just enjoying my summer. So this is, summer 2018 so I really only lasted six months in this full-time job and I have zero shame about saying that at the time I was so embarrassed and I felt like okay what is an appropriate time to wait until I can actually quit and you know take some time off go traveling go abroad whatever it was that I wanted to do when I was quitting my boss actually offered me a leave of absence they offered me to basically take a year off and then come back and resume the job that I was in, which was a really obviously incredible opportunity. But I tend to be a pretty extreme, I guess, person in some ways, or I guess black and white thinking. And maybe that's a character flaw. Maybe it's just part of who I am. But I just knew that I had to just fully commit to leaving. And almost the fact that I would have had a safety net, I think, wouldn't have pushed me as far to, you know, try to make a different path for myself because when I was leaving, it wasn't really just about taking some time to travel and, you know, do a little bit more of a chill job. It was also just I wanted to completely change directions. I felt that that type of work wasn't for me and I was very good at it so i didn't know you know how i would integrate that into my future career but i just knew i wanted to go in a different direction i had just done a yoga teacher training so i kind of thought that i would do something in that realm or you know wellness healthy lifestyle working at a health food store sort of that kind of thing so my initial decision when I left was to go work at a summer camp and I just wanted to meet new people and be immersed in a completely different environment. I grew up going to summer camp so that was really like a good option for me. So I did that and then after that was over, so timeline-wise this is coming to the end of 2019. I decided to try teaching English in Thailand. And the reason that I did that is because I actually thought Once again, if this sounds all over the place, it's because it is. I don't take any shame in the fact that my career path is not linear. It's very all over the place. So if it's hard to follow, trust me, I get it. It is for me too. I digress. So I traveled to Thailand to teach English. And the idea there was that maybe that would be something that I could do in the future. I could go to teacher's college. However, I just felt intuitively when I was there that that's not what I wanted to do either. So I wanted to keep traveling and I didn't really have any money. So I had to kind of go back into the corporate world. I became an operations manager in kind of mid-2019. But the good thing about that job was that it was completely remote, which at the time wasn't the norm. It was kind of This big deal for me that I could find a remote job that allowed me to continue to travel. So I did that for a bit, still kind of trying to figure things out. But I started to really grow with that company. And then late 2019, moved to British Columbia, which I live in now. And then we kind of started to evolve closer to what I'm doing now. So 2020, I think a lot of people started to post on social media as a way of staying occupied and also just, you know, contributing to something positive. I was thinking about all the folks like myself that were stuck at home that maybe wanted to move their body a little bit or, you know, focus on their mental health. And so I started posting on YouTube. I was doing some mindfulness and meditation sessions for free actually. I started doing free meditation circles on Eventbrite and you know sometimes nobody would come. Sometimes I would have just Jamie's mom, my boyfriend's mom, and maybe one other person. Sometimes it was just Jamie's mom. Bless her, she came to every single one. And so for 2020 I was still in my operations manager role but I started to really get A feel for being online and being on social media and it just made so much sense that that's what I was doing because that form of creativity is something that I've always enjoyed I've always loved taking videos I've always loved expressing myself in different ways to be honest I love talking which means that podcasting and that type of thing is a really good fit for me and yeah I just was really enjoying that creative outlet And didn't really know where it would take me. And with YouTube, I've shared this before, it didn't really turn into anything. But around early 2021, so this is about a year ago now, it was actually my sister and one of my friends who were kind of encouraging me to try TikTok, just to try maybe a shorter format Way of creating content that wasn't so labor intensive as YouTube. It didn't require all these different variables like sound and lighting and all that stuff. So I started doing that last year, which is obviously kind of what really got the ball rolling for me. And then I started to work on a couple of different programs. So one of the programs that I was working on was creating basically a mini course for people looking to get into mindfulness for stress and anxiety, which was kind of a result of the free sessions that I was doing. Interestingly, someone that was attending the sessions had suggested that I do something that could be accessed by more people and that could be done at your own pace. So that was kind of what got me going in that direction. So as I'm doing all of this, the TikTok, building the programs, kind of starting a community centered around mindfulness and mental health, I'm still working as a full-time operations manager for this remote startup company. It started to become a thing in my mind, in the back of my mind, that I wanted to devote more time and energy towards my own thing that I had going on the side. And here you have my tendency popping up again of this all-or-nothing mentality. I decided to quit my job. It was a decision that had been kind of brewing underneath the surface for quite some time. And nothing really prompted me to make the decision when I did I wasn't making any money from my side stuff is what we'll call it I wasn't making any money from it but I had a fair amount of money saved so once again I said I would share specifics I had $20,000 saved because quite frankly I hadn't done anything in the past year or so because of COVID. So I did have a fair amount of money saved. I was being very frugal, so I felt comfortable about making the transition. And I did quite a slow transition out of that work because I was a manager and I had quite a big significant role in the company. I transitioned out of the role of operations manager for probably three or four months, which was actually a really good decision and really good way of doing it because it allowed me time to get more comfortable with the stuff that I was building up on the side and maybe even try to monetize it in a more substantial way. What I will say is when August rolled around, which was when I fully transitioned into being self-employed, I was still not making any money off of my own endeavors. And my income had been slowly decreasing from my full-time job because my hours were being reduced. I was phasing out. So I wasn't making the same amount of money as I was used to, but at the same time, I had living expenses. So that savings safety net that I had was also starting to decline. And like I said, not making any money from my own endeavors. And my theory or the way that I wanted it to go, which quite often doesn't actually materialize perhaps in the way that you expect was that I would transition out of my full-time job and become an overnight success I think everyone wants to believe that that's the way that it happens but I was fully convinced that that was how it was going to happen for me so I spent from August of 2021 till about late October just fully trying to build up what I was working on for myself and really start to monetize it and have it at the point where it could support me. And the only income that I had at the time was from dog sitting and dog walking. And before you perhaps think that that is very lucrative, we were kind of just starting off and I think we were making like $30 per day and we didn't have a dog with us all the time. So it's really just money that you can spend on groceries, for example. So I did this for about three months, I want to say, where I was just working fully on my own stuff and, you know, creating content, putting myself out there, trying to perhaps get some partnerships. I was building different series, like I did the inner child work series. I was just kind of building different.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: Different facets of the brand and different ways that I could connect with people. But I started to get really stressed because I wasn't seeing any money. And to be honest, it's completely fair and understandable that I wasn't because it was so... Early, and I was still really learning and experimenting, and I still am. So, it's not altogether surprising to me that things didn't financially take off right away. I think, again, quite often, maybe that's the outward image that we have that people become an overnight success. And you know, as soon as you make this decision that is aligned to your authenticity, you are going to become an overnight success. I think that was the narrative that I had in my head, which was I was feeling very out of alignment and unhappy in my previous career, and so I thought I could be a lot more financially abundant if I actually enjoyed what I was doing. Well, the reality is is I was trying to build something from the ground up that I also had to do a lot of unlearning on how I would go about doing it because I didn't want to just bring in the same old work habits that I had of not setting boundaries, overworking, you know, feeling like I have to be on this strict, rigid schedule, constantly having a sense of urgency, I really wanted to reprogram and rewire the way that I even related to work. So it was like re-engineering my entire attitude and entire approach while also trying to, you know, for lack of better way of saying it, make money, like try to support myself. And the goal for me wasn't to solely make income. I also really wanted to build a community and to just start to express myself and put myself out there. And it was deeply rooted in something that I feel and continue to feel is a big part of my purpose, which is just to be honest about the things that I was going through, most notably at the time, to be honest about my anxiety journey. And so that was, of course, a big part of it. But The reality is, is I had to be able to support myself while I was doing that. And if I couldn't find a way to make income, then I wasn't going to be able to continue down that path, at least in the way that I was. At times, I kind of felt badly about needing to take on work that would supplement my income. But it's something that I've since actually really grown to appreciate that I've done for myself and continue to do for myself because it kind of helps take some of the financial pressure off of this work that I do. I found that when I went all in for myself and was really putting a lot of pressure on myself to grow the business that I was building and to monetize it and for it to fully support me. I grew to become very anxious and stressed, and almost resentful towards the work that I was doing. And I felt like I had to do it in a very specific way based on the narratives of what you need to do in order to achieve financial success. So, this very personal and expressive and creative part of my life, which is the work that I do, was really being kind of overshadowed by this need to monetize and this need to support myself, which. Again, I wanted it to go that way, but since I've started to take on different things that allow me to supplement my income, my attitude has slightly changed. Now, I'm just sharing my narrative. When I say this, it doesn't mean that if you are working on something, maybe you will be an overnight success. And I'm not saying any of this to limit your narrative of what's possible for you, But it's simply to serve as a reminder if things are a little bit slower or you feel like you're not becoming an overnight success and you're questioning that, that that is okay and it doesn't mean that whatever you're doing is a failure. And I had this moment in meditation when I was going through this. When I'm meditating sometimes, I'll have these little messages that come through or these little insights and something that felt very relevant to what I'm describing which came through to me at the time was find other ways to feed yourself while you wait for your garden to grow. So if you were growing a garden and you needed to eat, you wouldn't just put pressure on that garden to immediately grow because we understand that the garden is going to take time and it's going to take you watering it. And it's going to take certain things that are out of your control, like sunlight and rain and all of these things. And so during that time, There's not really a whole lot that you can do in order for that garden to grow any faster. There's this element of allowing it to grow on its own time and kind of letting go because we can also toggle between one of two extremes. We can kind of become overbearing to the garden and overwater it, and that can be damaging. Or we can neglect it entirely because we don't feel that it's growing enough. So we just kind of disregard it. And in both instances, the garden is at risk of not growing. So the sweet spot, and this can apply to what I'm sharing or really any area of life, but I found that the sweet spot is taking action in the way that we know how that is going to bring us closer to our objective or our goal without becoming completely obsessed and just overdoing it and burning out and becoming resentful and i use that garden analogy because it helps me to really remember the value of patience and letting nature you know run its course all that to say after a few months of not really making any money i decided to start freelancing so how i did that was i actually use upwork And I just put up a profile, started, you know, applying to a few different gigs and the type of work that I really wanted to do was digital marketing work. So kind of in the same realm of what I was doing for myself, but being able to take the parts of my former corporate job that I really enjoyed actually, and being able to see that I could now... Know, take a piece of that and still make it my own and still allow it to fit into my life. So, I got my first Upwork job, I think, in November, and I was doing that kind of on a part time basis, but it allowed me to have a little bit of breathing room, to be honest, and just essentially have a little bit of income so that I could relax a little bit and not feel so much pressure to turn what I was working on into something overnight. Then fast forward to December of 2021, where two things, two important things happen. Sorry, I just had to pause there because there was a really loud ambulance in the background, but it is now gone. So as I was saying, two important things happened in December of 2021. The first being launching this podcast, and then the second being making a decision to take on a part-time employment opportunity for the winter, actually. I liked this opportunity because it was a short enough period of time. It was about four months that I would be working for part-time that didn't seem like a huge commitment, wouldn't pull me away from my own work in a major way, and also was just a really fun opportunity that I hadn't really been given or I guess hadn't taken the opportunity to do in the past like I said when I left my job in management consulting I just wanted to do something fun and different and low stress so I decided to work at a ski mountain so that's just a seasonal job from around December in my case to around April so I did that for the winter like I said it was really minimal hours two to three days a week. And I made very little money from that particular endeavor, but it was just enough to kind of keep me afloat and once again, take some of the edge and the stress off of doing my own thing. So now this brings us to this year, April 2022 was when that was over, the mountain shut. And so I was kind of met with this opportunity of, do I want to try to take back up some freelancing in a major way? Or do I want to try to really grow my social media, my podcast, and just invest a lot of my time and energy into it? Something else I should mention because I said I would be specific was from social media, the amount that I earned in 2021 was like basically nothing. In terms of brand partnerships, I think I had one brand partnership that was paid and I made $300. And then early 2021 or excuse me, early 2022, I had a couple of brand partnerships, but again, like maybe $200 per time that I did it. So very minimal amount of money being made in this department. And overall, I think, In my own endeavors up until that point, I had probably made less than, I want to say $5,000, but maybe less than that. I don't really know for sure, but it was like very little. I had a few interviews. I had a couple of things that I was considering doing, but every time I did an interview and every time that I was considering a new job, I just felt like it would really take away my time from... This from content from what I really wanted to be doing, and I just would apply to a job and then immediately be like, ah, I don't want to do that. Or it even gets to the point of having an interview, and yeah, I just really not want to do it. And so, once again, I was kind of in this position of wanting to find something that could support me, but not take away too much of my time. At the time, I was kind of in touch with my manager from when I was the manager of operations at the startup, so my last full-time job, he was in touch with me saying that he had a couple of things that he could use my support on if I wanted to get more Upwork clients to kind of build up my profile and to just support since I already had the history. And so I went back and forth with this for a bit, but the reality is is that I know this client. I am comfortable working with them. I basically know what's up because i was in a very prominent position there and it pays really well so i decided to start doing that and i have been doing that for the past i guess month or so very minimal hours but again something to keep me occupied and to have a little bit of extra income which is really nice that being said while this is all happening i'm really making a commitment to myself and to the work that I'm doing and at this point like I said I hadn't made much money but I was still so committed to continue to show up to continue to make this podcast to do my content to show up on social media to create resources and I was also really starting to ramp up my outreach to establish brand partnerships and different things like that which was very unfruitful what I will say. I got ghosted by a lot of people. I also didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know how much I should be charging based on my audience and engagement rates. And to be honest, I still am kind of like navigating that. But that is really what I was doing and my focus. And at some point along there, I started to really gain some traction and momentum with my following. It just seems like, I don't know, I feel like I kind of shifted my attitude towards just really being authentic and not trying to be so curated on social media, moving a little bit away from the programs that I was previously doing and just creating the content that I wanted to create and seeing myself in that position and seeing myself potentially being able to be successful, which I hadn't previously thought of that. I had previously thought that social media would be an avenue to like drive traffic to the other things that I was trying to do as opposed to A full thing in and of itself. So for context when I originally set out to you know have a presence on social media I had a goal for myself to reach 50,000 followers on TikTok. I don't really know why I had that goal it was just something I came up with and I genuinely did not actually think I would get there. I've never had that size following before and first of all I thought that it would take a lot longer I didn't actually think that it ever would happen But I found myself hitting that milestone and then very soon after hitting a new milestone. So it really started to change my perception of what was possible. And what I will say about having a goal for following is there was certainly an emptiness to it. And I realized that by being focused on that. My focus was kind of in the wrong place. So, all the changes that I was making to my social media presence in early 2022 were moving away from being so focused on growth and just being focused on authenticity and connection and being myself and seeing what resonated with people and kind of following those paths. So, this all brings me to a time where I really started to get serious about this. I really started to see myself in this position. I never really thought I could be successful on social media, but I started to kind of see it and feel it. And at the same time, I was really working on myself and on articulating the vision that I had for myself and working through the character that I wanted to play. And I talk about how I go about that in my previous episode on the podcast and that's when I really started to see some major changes. I was getting bigger partnerships and bigger opportunities. And not only that, I have been effortlessly saying no to things, which is a big part of it. When I feel that things are very well below my own worth, because I now see myself as someone who could potentially be successful. And I see the value in my platform. And I feel the connections that I've made. And So this all brings me to where I am now, which is basically that social media has gotten to the point where it is starting to pick up financially for me after about a year in a way that I could see supporting me in a full time capacity in the future. Maybe not now, maybe not this year. I'm not sure. I don't know where it will go. Anything that I've learned is that it's so unpredictable to know. The path that it's going to take. But the difference is, is now that I can see it. Whereas before it seemed like this lofty goal that I could never imagine myself being in that position. And now I can. So I'm going to now summarize this whole timeline and whole experience. I've kind of trickled a few of the lessons that I'm going to share in throughout the episode, but I'm going to just kind of spell them out so that I can communicate some of the things that I would have liked to know on this journey. So the first one is having a good safety net. I think when we get into a position where we have more freedom, if we feel like we have no sense of security or stability, we can find ourselves quickly crawling back to that old way of being. And so I think it's important to have ways of supporting ourselves. I, like I said, had a big, in my opinion, um, a big savings before I quit my job, which is not something that I did the first time. And I really appreciated having that because it gave me some breathing space. But then also being able to supplement my income with perhaps things that I wasn't the most excited about, but that would allow me to continue to be intentional with the work and not feel so anxious and scrambled. The other thing, and I've talked about being someone who's multi-passionate before, I thought that doing multiple things was a bad thing and that it would mean I was all over the place and I didn't have a clear path. I actually love it. I love doing multiple things at once. It keeps it fresh. It keeps me you know, excited to do these things and not feeling stagnant. And it's not for everyone. Some people feel overwhelmed, but being able to have a few different sources of income that you don't hate and that can keep you afloat, really, at least for me, have made it an overall enjoyable experience and have made me not resent any one of those streams because I'm not doing it in a quantity where it gets to that point. And also, supporting yourself with things you may be less excited about to be able to do your passion in the way that you want to, it really helps take the pressure off because you're able to also just try fun things like me working at the ski mountain or me starting to dog sit and you're not so concerned about how it looks because it's not necessarily your main thing and it's not necessarily the thing that's going to be the biggest part of your career path so it just allows you to be a bit more experimental and that's something that I've really enjoyed The other lesson is that slow growth is okay. I felt kind of ashamed, like I said, about not being an overnight success, but I've actually learned that in doing it slowly, I've been able to really learn a lot about myself and tweak my approach and tweak how I do things. And it just feels a lot more sustainable to my constitution and my way of being. Another lesson that I've learned is being okay with letting go of certain things. Now, I talked before about how I kind of gave up, in a sense, on email marketing, at least for now, because it just wasn't taking off. It wasn't really doing anything for me. I didn't really feel like I was getting any feedback. And it was draining me. And the other thing was YouTube. I really wasn't enjoying it at the time or the way that I was doing it. And again, it wasn't really providing me with a lot of feedback, if that makes sense. And so part of me throughout this whole journey has felt ashamed of, you know, pivoting constantly, like literally constantly and letting go of things and trying different things and then putting something out there and then changing that learning to be okay with that process for myself has just been so essential and kind of to have a growth mindset and not be so fixed to decisions that I've made or things that I've decided to do so yeah that's a good one the other one may come across weird but almost having a sense of delusion For me, I was the only person that really had the vision for myself, and so I'm really the only person that can actualize it, and I have to kind of shut out, in a way, some of the different opinions on my vision for myself, not in a way where I'm not taking feedback from people and, you know, learning from other people, but just almost incubating myself in the periods where I feel vulnerable because quite often what would happen is I would share with someone, "Oh, I'm really excited about this." And they would say, "Oh, that's not realistic. You can't do that." And then it would set me back. I find that I always come back to that original thing because that fire doesn't really completely go away. So, you can just kind of save yourself a bit of that time lost. By just not having certain conversations with people and then if you do and they kind of get to you just being a little bit delusional about it and just saying well you don't have to see it in order for it to happen for me we don't have to be on the same page and this kind of brings me to my next point which is not trying to get everyone on board with what you're doing. I used to be really proud. I thought everyone had to agree with my choices and understand them and, you know, be on board with, okay, I'm quitting my job at this point and et cetera, et cetera. And I spent a lot of time and energy trying to convince people that I was doing things the right way. But I think I was really just trying to convince myself. And I also ended up you know, kind of being at odds with a lot of the people in my life. Now I kind of take the approach of we can have different attitudes and opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, it's my life and this is what I'm going to do. And I hope that you will understand in the future when this all kind of comes together. And I understand that maybe you're not there yet and I don't expect that you will be. And that has really kind of saved me a lot of energy and disagreements. I've spoken about this before, but for me, it's really important to learn how to ride the highs but not get completely anxious and derailed during the lows. So, whether that's highs of creativity, highs of ideas, or highs of income, and then lows, you know, being the opposite, not having a lot of ideas, not having a lot of creativity, and just learning and trusting that it's a cycle and it will pick back up and not to spend too much time being anxious because I think that that just it prolongs that period of being in a low and I know that's easier said than done but learning to regulate my nervous system when I'm in those points those low points and also reframing what it means you know allowing myself to rest and feeling worthy of that rest has been really transformational it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where the more I worry that I'm not going to have ideas the less ideas I have Whereas when I'm in a low and I just trust that, you know, things will pick back up and I'll be fine, it always does. The last one, which is really specific, but something that I wish I knew was just to track your finances, keep a budget spreadsheet, keep track of what you're spending money on that's related to your business. That would have saved me a lot of headache and, you know, I'm not going to get into any more detail about finances because that is really not my area of expertise, but as painful as it is to just try to track it because I think it is a good habit and helps you to stay on top of things and be realistic with where you're at and also just helps you down the line in general. Okay, so I said at the beginning of the episode that I was going to do misconceptions about social media, but I am going to leave that for today because this is getting very long and I can probably create a video about it or do it in a future episode or do its own episode. You can let me know what you think if that is something that you would like to hear, then I can be sure to include it in a future episode. So, I hope that you found this episode to be helpful if you are on a journey or or even not, maybe you're considering something in the future. I hope you found something helpful in this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And with that said, thank you as always for watching or for listening and I will see you next week.
0: for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.